Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Shared Discovery, the show and podcast dedicated to sharing the many exciting and enjoyable aspects of games and gaming. I'm your host, Victor. Today I'm once again joined by Ron. Ron, what have you been up to hey. since last episode? Um, you know, just getting lost in thought. What about yourself? Getting lost in thought, making some tea mm -hmm. uh, since mm. last episode. Flawless. Uh, not much since last oh. episode, but since few episodes ago mm -hmm. I have started a new survival game called small land I don't know if you've seen this but you are little small humanoid creatures yeah. in a in a forest and it has like the survival mechanics right you maintain your health get better and better gear you fight bosses mm -hmm. but the bosses are stronger and stronger bugs <laughs> okay. And you can tame the bugs, and you can, as mounts, like mm -hmm. you can get bee mounts and ladybugs to carry your stuff, and grasshopper mounts. So, Ark Survival Evolved, but small? But small, yeah. You got it. Okay. Think about, uh, there's there's Rust a cartoon small. movie called Epic, I think. Yeah. Where you shrink down. Think about like Epic and video games. I actually game enjoyed that movie. I liked as it. As forgettable as it, as it is. It, it was fun, I yeah. enjoyed it. So I've been having, it's it's pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Like the bees will kill you the first time you see them. Mm -hmm. But it's it's been a lot of fun. So any games you've been playing? Man, just sticking to the like, turn-based, isometric role-playing game genre. It's, it's my favorite. If I ever need like a story or whatnot, that's where I go to. That's your go-to. Yeah, as I generally don't read a whole lot unless it's one of those games. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so this is gonna be a fun episode too because mm -hmm. we just talked about very different games that we've been playing. Oh yeah. And so out, just out of the gate, we're gonna do a tier list, right? And okay. Uh, this tier list, we're gonna be ranking key game mechanic categories, right? If we tried to do just game mechanics, we'd be here forever, right? So I found a page, a wiki page, that has 15 core mechanical that, categories that are be, be across games, board games, video games. And we're gonna go through, rank those on our tier list uh, from S to D tier, which we'll go through in just, just a minute here. But right at the top of the hour, it's like, it's important to note that this is not an exhaustive list of all game mechanics. I don't think we could do that. That that would be ten episodes. That's what I, I was like. That's at least ten up. That'd be so many hundreds. Uh, that would be the that'd show. That'd be the show. Yeah. <laughs> Shared mechanics. The podcast. Wait, 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 oh, wait, no. wait a second. Whoa. No, we're not. Uh, trademark, trademark. Uh, we're gonna we're actually. Gonna, do actually, that, people might get the wrong idea. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about cars here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the top of the show, uh, I have a question. What are what? some of your favorite mechanics in games? Just off the top of your head. Oh man. Man, there's so many good ones. I really like um, like dumb games that use novel mechanics, like throw, throw, burrito, yeah. <laughs> or. Um, but then I also really like the crunchy, nitty gritty, like mathing it out. Like, uh, man, there's just so much to love. Like politics is really mm. good, but that's not really a game mechanic. That's mm -hmm. like a result of the mechanics. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's like a player. Mm -hmm. Player agency. Right. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. We're already getting into it. Is I don't think that's a mechanic because it's not what the game's no. giving you. Yeah. Right? You're using the mechanics to deal with the other players. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's an expression of the Exp mechanics, right? I like that. Oh. I like that, yeah. The mechanics allow space and room for politicking. So it's mm -hmm. not a mechanic, but it's like a after effect of the mechanics. Yeah, right? I like that. That's mm -hmm. a good way to put it. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, some of my favorite mechanics, probably just like my big ca favorite mechanic categories are mm. ra randomness. Yes, yes, you do love your randomness. I do love randomness. Why do you think I've played Diablo and ARPGs so long? Random loot. Random loot, mm. random stats, stuff mm. like that, right? Or Terraria, my, one of my favorite games where every seed is just random every world so the casino is s tier for you no i get my gambling out in video games <laughs> have you been to the casino i've been there but i didn't stay the games suck they, don't, they aren't they don't fun have games. Good games they're they're to get you hooked and spend money right like, why would i do that when i can spend ten dollars on terraria one time and then anytime there's a game of skill at the casino it's like uh, i'm not gonna play it because it's 
boring, like poker or like. And if you get too good at it, blackjack. they'll kick you out because you're making too much money off of them. So what? That's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. No. So I like randomness with agency mm -hmm. also because you think about the casino. That's just straight randomness. Mm -hmm. uh, until like every twenty thousand, it'll do a payout, right, yep. to keep people hooked. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. What are mechanics, though, is I think we should talk about before oh, we start right, here. We right. should probably define wise, them. Very wise. What is the, and there, when I was looking through this, there is no one accepted definition, as it goes with theory. Yeah, any, I feel like that's any theory. Thing. But one, the one that I really liked mm. here that I think will guide us for this episode is in tabletop games and video games, game mechanics are the rules and procedures that guide the player and the game response to the player's moves or actions. Mm. Okay. So I really liked this definition because it talked about how, uh, what the game, how the game is going to respond to what you're doing, and back. It's like this back and forth pushing mm -hmm. conversation, conversation with the game. I, I so I really liked that that definition. I think that'll. That'll just guide us as we move into these 15 categories. Yeah. So I thought the tier list is going to go from S tier down to D tier. And it's going to be based on how much we like the mechanics. Mm -hmm. And so S tier is going to be you love it. Every game you play, you want it to have it. You're oh, yeah. always looking for it. Mm -hmm. That's S tier, like boom. There's gonna be some easy ones that I was like, I was going through this, like that's a raw S tier for, and it's like, I went sure. through them, like that's an S tier for me. For <laughs> so, sure. Then you have A tier, which is just below that, right? Where you okay. love it, you're happy to see it, enhances the experience, but it's not absolutely like necessary to be there, mm -hmm. like S tier. Like, so really, really highly rated still though. Then below that you have B tier, a little bit more middling. You're generally ex happy to see it, okay, but it's not necessary. And mm. I put it here that it enhances the experience if it's done right for you. Mm -hmm. Right? It's okay. not a mechanic that you're always like, oh, I'm so excited. I I need this. It's necessary. But if it's done right, I need a burrito to throw. Oh, I need. I need we it. We don't have to play burrito throwing games every time we play. Need a burrito throw. You need it. Yeah. That's as here for it. Yeah. It's like in these this dark <laughs> political like thriller. I need a burrito. You need a burrito. Okay, I love that. All right, S tier. Write it down. Four of eighteen twelve with a burrito. Okay. Sorry, I'm just with a burrito. Brain rot. Just Go brain, on. Brain, yeah. Burrito rot right there. Burrito rot. Really. <laughs> That's B tier. Generally happy to see it. Mm -hmm. Then you have C tier, which is pretty indifferent. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's not necessarily good or bad for you, and you're not you're not really looking for it. If it's there, it's okay. But eh, that's kind of the indifferent category. Yeah. And then you have D tier, where it's like, I don't really like the mechanic. Even if it's done right, it feels like a drag. For it. Yeah. I didn't put E or F tier because I personally don't think that a mechanic will reach that level. Mm -hmm. right? I think mechanics can be done in a way that even a player that just doesn't like them can get through them if the rest of the game is done well. Yeah. So D through S through D tier, D through S tier, whichever way you prefer. Sounds good. <laughs> so we'll, we're going to get started here with pretty straightforward mechanic. This is just right over this the plate, yeah. Yeah, this is right over the plate. Uh, turns. So in general, People know what turns are, but I think it's important to read the, the definition. So, a turn is a segment of the game set aside for certain actions to happen before moving on to the next turn, where the sequence of events can largely repeat. The board games, card games have these, right? We were talking, see, it was hard to find examples without turns. Yeah. And the one that we had uh, back to episode five was Five Minute Dungeon. Or it's just you play for five minutes all doing your actions at the same time. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like turns provide structure for the game. Right. Like even tag has turns. Like it's your turn to be tagger, mm. it's your turn to be tag, taggy. Or yeah. And uh, yeah, five minute dungeon. Like usually stuff on timers doesn't have turns. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or like 
I could see how a mega game could get away without having turns, but <laughs> even those have like time-based turns, but then that's time limits, right? That's it's time limits. It doesn't sound like a turn to me. And it's like right. a, a lot of games will have their players take their actions at the same time, mm -hmm. and the game will take their actions, but that's still a shared turn. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's a turn. They're fundamental. Right. So being fundamental, where do you think you're your ranking turns on your tier list? Man, oh, I think this one shoots up to an A tier for mm. me, maybe S tier, like on, on the brink of the two because I am not really big into like twitch reflexes or mm. like reflex games or like high intensity like click fests or whatever. Like, I like to sit and like mull over my decisions and choices and take yeah. my time. And mm -hmm. I'm very much a turn-based player, turn-based video game player. I don't play shooters, generally sure. speaking, unless it's like Deus Ex. Um, yeah, call me a picky, <laughs> like elitist or okay. whatever, but. You'd be picky with your yeah I, your shooters. I've never really thought about turns much, but the more I think about them, the more I like almost require them in my games. Really? Because I suck so much at real time games. I see. Yeah. You like the ability to plan. Yep. To calm down, to think it out, and then pass, right. pass the turn. I'll get distracted by like some minutia of some unit stats and just go down a rabbit hole for half an hour and then come back and realize like, oh, I've already lost the game. Whoops. <laughs> so that sounds like S tier. Mm. What you're, the way you're saying how important that is, it's sounding pretty close to S tier. I think you're right. Or A plus. A plus. <laughs> I think I have to uh, edit that and say, yeah, this is an S tier. Okay. I think too many turn-based games. I think, yeah. And this is, f for my mm. uh, ranking, I think it's important to say here that some of the my rankings will vary across video games versus physical yeah. games. So that uh, that's going to happen here for me, where I think just how integral turns are to physical games, card games, board games, it's like an A tier for me. I've mm. never thought I, I'm like I'm looking for this game to have turns, but it always enhances the experience. It makes right. it easier to teach people. It makes it easier to get started. And it adds this com comfort for consistency. So A tier for board games, and then I think it's a actually not as B tier for video games. Oh. I think the video games I play with turns are like are fun, but I don't play many of them. So I'm happy it's there, but I don't play many of them. So right. I think that's where turns land okay. for me. So. I thought they'd be way lower for you, man. Really? Why yeah. is that? I don't know. I just always think of you playing, like, uh, what is that, Battle Right and stuff like that, mm. those kinds of games mm -hmm. that are, like... Yeah, the, the MOBAs, mm -hmm. the Battle Arena games. It's, intensity. it's, like, I think they probably would have been C tier until re recent years when I've started playing more deck-building games. Okay. Because I've really had a lot of fun with like Slay the Spire yeah. on game online or like Inscription mm -hmm. games where you have turns. It's a card game, mm -hmm. so I think it, I think that has brought it up to B B tier for me. Excellent, for good to hear. Change over time. Yeah. All right. All right. So up next, action points. Uh. These control what the players do on their turns in the game by allocating each player a budget of action points. Each, uh, uh, these points may be spent on various actions according to game rules such as moving pieces, drawing cards, and collecting money. Um, so yeah, action points kind of really, you know, it's really hard to avoid them, I feel like. It is hard, yeah. It really is. I'm not a big fan of action points in board games. Okay. Just because I think it's, that's resource management. That's just like an economy. Sure. Just like smaller, maybe smaller scale. And then like you manage those points, those action points and how they're spent and used and doled out during yeah. the turn. So like, no, it's it's a tough one for sure. It's interesting because what I think of immediately is the mana system and magic, mm -hmm. those are your action points to spend on cards mm -hmm. throughout the game. And I'm like, 
it's kind of annoying sometimes, but it also, when it hits, it hits. When you get enough mana and you're flowing, it yeah. feels really good. Right. So I think because it's not just like, eh, there are these really highs, I think that puts it into B tier for me. Okay. I'm just, like, yeah, like, I, sometimes I really like it when a game is just like, I guess I'm getting this kind of confused with action points and action selection is mm. different, right? Action selection, I think, annoys me a little bit more, but okay. action points usually feed into action selection as a mechanic because it's like you choose that action X amount of times. In yes. Scythe, you do it once, top, bottom action, whatever, right? Yeah. You can get extra actions from doing that, but for the most part, you get one action. Yeah. And Action economy is just like turns. It's so like ingrained. The, every time I think of a game, like a, that I play war games mostly, mm -hmm. it's always there. Okay. Yeah. It, that's interesting because I'm thinking about root. We just talked about root. It has and action economy. Yeah. Think yeah. about the action points and selection conversation you're having. Mm -hmm. The cats to have three action points to spend on these lists of actions. Mm -hmm. And that was frustrating. Right. But the other side, the Vagabond, they get more action points by getting more gear throughout the game, and that feels really good. Yeah, it creates like this feeling of constraint and release, yeah. uh, depending on yeah. how like rich in action points you yeah. are versus how poor you are. And I think I put it in B tier mm -hmm. because I think the high highs outweigh the low lows for me. Okay. That's what keeps it out of C tier for me, yeah. personally. What about you? What do you think? And I think this is probably f across video games and board games for me. Man, I just cannot get away from it. Uh, but I, again, like turns, I don't look for it. It's usually pretty fundamental in the stuff yeah. I play, so I'm putting it at B tier. B tier? Yeah. Solid. Solid B tier. Yeah. All right, this is a fun one. After action points, we have auctions or bidding. Oh. <laughs> That's D tier for Ron, it sounds like. And what's really funny, though, is like <laughs> Root is all about like bidding for rule of yeah. clearings and stuff like that. I hate it. You hate, I hate it. it okay. so much. So to define it, some games use an auction or bidding system in which the players make competitive bids to determine which player gets the right to perform particular actions. Oh, my God. And bidding systems make me want to die yeah so the first the first game i thought of was bargain quest behind yes. me here oh my god it's where each round you have to bid you put in an item of higher value to see of a certain value and the highest value is determines the turn order makes me so anxious it's so stressful because i swear I, i'm just like i'm gonna put in this number but i know i'm not gonna get it somebody else is gonna yeah. outbid me every time i Ugh. I think it depends on the stakes mm -hmm. attached to the, the bidding. Because mm -hmm. I think about the really zany auction yeah. bid cards and magic. Okay. Where you're, you're all like, think about like thieves auction, mm -hmm. <laughs> where you're all taking different cards. I'm playing that game with like lower stakes in mind where right. like, we're gonna see what happens. But if it's like an integral mechanic where it's happening over and over, it can get stressful. You really can. And, uh, like there's some games that are just purely based on like bidding or auctions mm -hmm. or it'll have an auction and on your turn you can buy things from the auction mm -hmm. and it's all like knowledge and everybody knows it and I s it's like Concordia has an a little auction or whatever that you can auction cards from and bidding mechanic is Bidding mechanics, usually you can say like area control stuff is a bidding mechanic because you're bidding for control of yeah. that area, right? Yeah. And that's one that has both of those sort of playing together is you use the areas to get the resources to then buy from the auction. Mm. And it just, it's so stressful. It's so stress inducing because I'm like, I'm not going to get the resources in time to get the cards that I want because somebody else is going to buy the cards before me. I know, and it's like often like, I just plan on losing the bid? Yes, yeah, 
always and that becomes on. a strategy. Yep. Like I just plan on losing because ah, I'm never gonna get the best card. And because then I never get my hope, put my hopes into the bidding. Exactly. Like it's so defeating what yeah. it does. But this is a, honestly, I think I similar to action points. I think it's it's hovering between that C and B tier to me because when auctions hit and you're like, oh, I nailed it, suckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels pretty good to me. So I might, mm. is it a cop-out to say C plus? Mm. <laughs> I think that's a cop-out. I think that's you should a cop -out. give it a C, man. Oh, all right, all right, I'm gonna give it a C tier for me. And I know I'm being lame, but I will probably put this in uh, A tier because I hate it so much. You hate it, so you're putting it in A tier? Yeah, because it, makes me feel like I'm in the game and it makes me feel so emotional Interesting. that like it it affects me and not a lot of like the pe people find stressful situations in games a lot but this one hits me really hard huh that's interesting because based on our criteria that sounds like a D tier to me mm. so you really like that. that it makes you focus in on the game. Yep, auctioning oh, okay. and like Interesting. those nail-biting moments. Yeah. I really love it when it's okay. like, and we reveal the winner is, and you lift the cup up off of the bets and the shells. Honestly, you saying that I think moves it up to B tier for me. Whoa. I think it does, because you're right. When it feels good, it feels really yeah, good. Yeah, like it, there's nothing better in Root than being the cats and just owning half the map. Yeah. Even though there's tons of enemies in your territory, mm -hmm. like, oh, I outbid everyone for all these clearings, yeah. and I own all this, and I don't really care what you all are trying to do to me anymore. Nice. Yeah. All right. That shocking, and I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm ready to be shocked. How about yeah. this next one? Whoa. Cards. This one's really easy for me. <laughs> but cards, we know what cards are. These involve the use of cards similar to playing cards to act as a randomizer and or act as tokens to keep track of states in the game. Yeah, I'm gonna be totally honest here. I think this one is gonna be a C tier for me. C tier, okay. Well, I'd, what leads you to C to just in whatever? As an action, action selection mechanic, um, Cards in general, eh, just put them on a board and I can select them. Mm. Like uh, action points. Yeah. You know, like why have cards when you can just do action points? Sure. And there's a lot of games that I go, why did you do cards when you could just have a board game? Yeah. That you just pick an action. But like, yeah, for some games that doesn't really work, right? Sure. But like, I, I don't know. Cards, eh, take them or leave Just them. Just kind of take a leave at C yeah. tier, indifferent. Yeah, I don't really need them. This is a hard S tier for me. Yeah. Okay. Do you hear the, the the randomizer word there? Oh, dude. Cards is where it's at. Cards, I love cards. They feel good. Feels good to get a bunch of them. I love cards. If, if you, you if you've been listening to the show, you should know this by now. <laughs> yeah, if you want a engine that's a little bit random, you can't beat cards. I love them, yep. they're so good. And it's like we were talking about in last episode, how much I loved Gwent. It's like there were cards in this game. Yes. Witcher is so much better now that there's a card game. Yes, in it, here. Is. yes so, it is. Our easy S tier, easy S tier for me. <laughs> okay, this one, I'm really interested to see where you land on this one, but capture and eliminate. Oh. In some games, the number of tokens a player has on the playing surface is related to their current strength in the game. In such games, it can be important to capture, uh, important goal to capture opponent's tokens, meaning to remove them from the playing surface. And they also said that in video games, this can be expressed as a um, kill count, reflecting the number of pawn eliminated during the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna guess where I got my guess locked you in guess? for you. For you got a guess? Yeah, I think I know where you're gonna be. What's at. your guess? No, you gotta tell me. Oh, okay, okay. I can't. I can't, you can't? sway you. But you're gonna right? change your guess. I'm not gonna change my. I'll write it you're down. Gonna, okay? Write it down. Okay. Don't, so I'm not looking. Don't look. So capture and elimination is probably like. I don't know. You you shocked me with the auction though, so I'm probably wrong on my guess. Really, I find auctions really painful, but really interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, capture and eliminate. I don't think a game needs this in mm. it. Um, I really like capture and eliminate. I think. 
Um, kill counts is an interesting way of expressing it. But like, yeah, That's capturing lots of territory, lording yeah. my wealth and mm -hmm. my victories. Yeah. yeah. This and is this is best here, I think. Oh, he S called it. I called that. He called it. Called yep. It. <laughs> this is S tier. I love being the king in the castle. King in the castle. We know that about Rob. Yeah. We know that. Come on. This one's hard for me. I think I haven't played shooters in a long time. Magic has a lot of but, elimination. But magic it. has a lot of elimination. Yeah. So I'm like, this one might be one that's different across video games mm -hmm. and board games for me. Mm -hmm. I think... It's probably A tier for board games because it feels good removing pawns. Yep. Feels good destroying people's things, but I'm kind of leaning towards a C tier for video games, but I don't know. Yeah, because no. for me, video games, yeah. I really like playing narrative-driven video games, yeah. but my board games are all like war, conquest. No, this is boring a history. Is, like, mm. I love removing enemies in game video yep. games. Like, oh yeah, I love getting stronger to defeat bosses mm -hmm. and see how many things I've, this is an A tier. Yep. I'm just lying to myself. Yes, sir. The whole like ARPGs, like Grim Dawn and Diablo is like, you you just like yeah. clicking things. So this death, is, yeah. yeah, this is S tier for uh, video games. Mm -hmm. And then this is, I think is A tier for card, cards and board games for me. Yep, yep, I like that. Okay. All right, tell us the next one, Ron. What's the next mechanic? This one, highly divisive. About to hear some really? groans okay. through the internet okay. right now. Catch up mechanics. Yes. Yes. Catch yes. up mechanics are interesting. Read us the definition before we sure. talk sure. about it. Uh, some games include a mechanism designed to make progress towards victory more difficult the closer a player gets to said victory. The idea behind this is to allow trailing players, those further behind, a chance to catch up and potentially still win the game rather than suffer an inevitable loss mm. once they fall behind. Yes. How many games have you quit halfway through because it's like, oh, it's obvious that person's gonna win. So this works against that. This may be desirable in games such as racing games that have fixed finish lines. Mm. What do you think, Victor? Catch-up mechanics, good, bad, neutral. Okay, so again, I go to Magic, right, and I think of catch-up mechanics as board wipes and drawing cards. And I think Magic is really great because if you know your deck and you are all drawing cards, you have hope. Like, I feel like catch-up mechanic equals hope a lot of times. Mm, yes. Uh, so hope is good. <laughs> I like hope. But what would that be in video games? Like... Grinding? Blue shell. Blue shell, yes. We were talking about Mario Kart, mm -hmm. yes. Where you get better items the further back you are. Yep. Hmm. You know, and some games um, will change its difficulty based on how well you're playing. Yeah. And if you're playing badly, it'll like give you more space to do things. So that can be kind of a catch-up mechanic yeah. in ways. Like I know XCOM is a video game that has if you're doing really well, it'll punish you, yeah. and then you can catch back up. But I think catch-up mechanics are mostly like in racing games, where sure. it'll like slingshot you forward, yeah. right? And so it's like I, what comes to mind is like grinding in an RPG, like a, really? where you okay. can like you're you don't have the abilities, the strength, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna go grind, whatever, get stronger, and then try again. Okay. That's kind of what I think of. Yeah, for I always think of this in like a multiplayer type of mm. way where like a lot of strategy games aren't as fun in multiplayer because of a thing called like exponential like power gain. Okay. In a lot of games, your power is like a snowball. It just gets bigger and bigger and okay. bigger and bigger. Yeah. And if there's no way to like snowball as well with that, that person has just got an automatic win, and yes. like how much of a head there is on that win, mm -hmm. I feel like can make catch up mechanics more desirable. Yeah, right? that's a good point, too, because it's like you don't want complete stomps. Mm -hmm. You want the other players to play again. Yep. So I feel like catch up and mechanics are important for that because it gives them yeah. hope. Even if it's not a big hope, right. there's a chance you might come back to the game. I'm thinking about Root. Mm -hmm. um, the Eerie Dynasty, when they go into turmoil, the, uh, the dynasty collapses, they get to put a uh, roost back on the board and try again. Right. That feels like a catch-up 
organic to me. It can be because that could then allow them to like eke out a win, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, the thing with root is a lot of the times the only catch-up mechanic is king-making, oh, like okay. a political yeah. maneuver yeah. where you just get people to support you because you're not as bad as whoever's in first place. But that's just charisma. Yeah, that's just charisma. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's not, not a catch-up mechanic. That's not a mechanic in yeah. rules. Okay. I think hope is good. Hope is great. <laughs> so I think it's A tier. Yeah, I yeah. think this is I an think A tier. Because <laughs> I don't like people feeling like crap just because they're out of the game. Yeah. And um, it's one thing I think people have gotten way better with in Magic Commander, at least our play group, is like giving up when there's no hope. Yeah. So that we can just start a new game. Exactly. We played a game last week where I was like, I went through the options uh, that I had, and I was like, nope, I literally have no options here. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. All right. Yeah. And so that can save time, you know? Yeah. If I completely know my deck and I completely know what needs to be stopped, boom. Uh, there's no hope. Moving on. Right. So that way we've created a social mechanic mm -hmm. to get around the fact that there's no catch-up mechanic. But it feels good if I do know my deck has a little, teeny little hope. What are the most memorable games when I draw the, the, the golden pig? Right. <laughs> the penny from the sky. The one that will win it all. The one that will win it all. It doesn't so. happen often, but it does happen. It does. Yep. A tier. Easy. A tier. All right, Ron. Yep. I want you to guess what this one's going to be for me. Dice. Dude, you hate dice, don't you? <sighs> Math cube. <laughs> Math rocks. Oh, I hate them Math so rocks. much. Yeah, it's not like we have some right here that belong there to you. Or there behind you. Wait, you back. got some over there? I got to put some out there. Because, yeah, easily. Are those mine or are those yours? Those are mine. Okay. I didn't take your dice. They look... You know I keep those things on me. <laughs> <laughs> they look adequately jank. I appreciate that. Absolutely. They've been collecting them one at a time for years. <laughs> I have one die that... No, I'm not going to tell that story. Anyway, moving on. Oh, we know dice. They have like three to... 100 sides and astragales. Yeah. We had a whole history episode where we talked a lot about ancient dice. Go check that out. Um, I'm just going to say it's an S tier. Easy. Whoa. I love dice. It feels good. It feels good to wait in your hand, rolling them. You know this. Mm -hmm. Come on. Um, and I think I'm going to come in with a perspective that, yes, as a war gamer, I love me dice. Yes. Simple, simple as. But. But the Euro gamer in me is yeah. like, we don't need dice. <laughs> Get away. Get Take away. Scythe, for example. Yes. Yep. We don't need dice. <laughs> Where we're going, uh, there are no there dice. There are no dice. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring those with you. Well, that's, that's <laughs> random. No, thank you. Get okay. that away from me. All right. Uh, Where does that land with you, then? So I like determinative mm. games. Mm -hmm when it comes to like certain things, like Concordia is an economic game, and I really like that the only people you have to blame is your own inaction and everybody else screwing you over. Yeah. And there's no dice, there's no like, oh, if I woulda rolled, if it woulda landed differently, like in Risk, it's all dice, right? Like oh, two sure. extremes, yeah. no dice, tons of dice. Mm -hmm. Warhammer is the same thing. It's like, you're there for the story, you're not there to win. Yeah. So don't think you are or else you'll be disappointed. Sure. Because that's not, it's an experience. Yeah. Dice don't offer you like concrete answers. They, that's true. They just give you questions. They give you a chance. Yeah, a <laughs> chance. Think about D&D &D when it's like, there's always a chance that I'll beat this guy that's right. higher than me. And it's narrative focused, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, when you pull out a random deck in Magic and we start flipping coins and rolling dice, mm -hmm. Nobody is there, any, well, somebody might be there to win and they're very angry, but everybody is now there to be like, oh my goodness, oh, no. I hope I get lucky. Yeah. Not, uh, and like a lot of the more stodgy, like yeah. there to win stuff starts falling away because you're just like, well, I, if I get a good result, I'll oh, win. Yeah, right. yeah. All right. So, Euro Gamer Ron, mm -hmm. where do dice land for you? Dice, not really necessary for me, man. Um, good to see. So, I'm putting this one at a B tier. B tier? Mm -hmm. I loved it. Okay, this one, 
Well, first, I'm going to leave this here. So I it's hate here. cribbage. I hate yeah. cribbage. And okay. that's just dice, but with a deck. Okay. <laughs> you uh, don't like cards? You don't like dice? I don't like it. Get out of here, you Euro gamer. I don't like random stuff at all. <laughs> we balance out, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Engine building. Engine building is a, a mechanism that involves building and operating a system to create a flow of resources. In engine building board games, the player adds and modifies combinations mm -hmm. of abilities or resources to assemble a virtuous cycle of increasingly powerful or productive outcomes. Engine building, Ron. What are you thinking? So satisfying. So satisfying. This is my... Magic the Gathering deck building, like, in a nutshell, mm. is engine building. It's, I don't really care a lot about, like, a lot of the fluff and nonsense and mm -hmm. stuff. I just like to have weird machines that I can create. Hey, look what it does. We look talked about does. that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Am I? Johnny, 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 you want to see? You want to put your cool engine together? Yeah, and I want to do my thing. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah, and a lot of Euro games are about building engines, mm -hmm. and that's what I like about them. Okay. And uh, dice games kind of don't really feed into that a whole lot. There, there. I don't know. The World of Warcraft board game is kind yeah. of like an engine building, dice building kind of yeah, a game. Yeah, dice. Right? Dice engine. Dice pool builder, dice which pool. I did look that up, because there's a literally dice building games where you build the sites of your dice. That's weird, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's there's crazy. like two of them, but the, it's a dice pool builder where you're trying to get more and more of certain type of dice, so. Mm. You are, mm. I don't know if it's an engine in, mm. in a sense, because I'm no. not doing, I'm just like, here's the spell. Making dice. Yeah, yeah, it's so. just a thing. Um. Uh, I like, I like engines a lot in cards and board games, but I'm probably a D tier for video games. Do I even play video games with engine builders? <laughs> I'm trying to think, do I? I don't know. Like a what would that be? Like a Sim City type game? Is it? I think that's what I looked up. Well, that's what it said as the example. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sim City is an engine builder. Yeah, that's what okay. it said. You're like trying to get more and more people to snowball your city. Get more taxes. Taxes, yeah. Makes sense. So I think this is, yeah, this is probably my first D tier for, for video games. Right. I think. Um, and then A tier, A, A tier for cards and, cards and board games. I love it. I love seeing engines. I love building <laughs> engine decks and magic. I like making my car go. <laughs> Yeah, what do I like, you know? Um, That's the question. question exactly. The Engine building is so much fun, though. I have to put this one at S tier. S tier. Nice. That's the one I was like, I, th I think that'll be a S tier mm -hmm. for Ron. Yep. I'm a tinkerer. I like building weird Rube Goldberg machines that just fall over and explode. Mm -hmm. But it was cool to do it. It sure was see a cool it, explosion. See it to come together. Yeah. An awesome explosion. Yep. All right. Movement. This one's pretty straightforward. So many board games involve the movement of playing token. Uh, movement of playing tokens. How these tokens are allowed to move and when is governed by movement mechanics. Movement mechanics. Again, pretty fundamental. They are very fundamental. It's like turns. Yeah. It's like a, oh. is there a game where you don't move. You don't move in five-minute dungeon. Why do I keep saying that? Freeze tag. Yeah. You, someone's moving in freeze tag. Um, this is easily for video games. I would put this as an S tier for me because if I don't like the way my character moves, I'm dropping. Like, oh, really? Like, if it wow. feels bad to move through the world on my character, the jump's clunky. I'm slow. I'm like, I'm putting it down. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want to touch it, mm -hmm. but for board games, card games, I, I guess you're not moving in magic. You're putting down your pieces. You're turning them sideways, but that's not like moving pieces around a board. But like if a board game, if it's the movement's kind of clunky or annoying to do or uses action points that I don't like, but the game is still fun, I'm not going to just ignore it like yeah. I would with a video game. Okay. So I think that's what separates these for me. What about the adventuring mechanic? Doesn't that have movement involved in it? Dungeon? Yeah. 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 
but... Uh, it's, ooh. yeah, I think... I mean, so many things move. I know. Like, what? what is a yeah, game that doesn't have movement? so fundamental, truly. Um, and I think because of that, I'm happy to see it, and if it's done right, it enhances it, but I'm not, like, ecstatic. I'm not, like, an A tier about it, you know? So I think that puts it in a B tier for me. I guess poker, you don't move anything on a board. True. You just play cards. What about, like, dominoes? <laughs> dominoes? I think games like that. Train dominoes. Train dominoes? You do. You move the train. Okay. Huh. Dominoes. Movement. I'm putting, I'm putting it in... B tier for video game. Uh, no, B tier for board games for me. What are you thinking? What are you leading to for movement? I, again, this is one that I just never think about. I'm just like, the guy moves or whatever. It's kind of like, it sounds like a C tier. It's, it's there? Yeah. It's part of the game? Totally. Okay. Because I will even push through jank movement in order to play a game. Sure. I, for some reason, have an interest in jank and indie and low budget games. Mm. So like movement, mm, uh, you're moving like sludge. Okay, that's just <laughs> part of the it. game now. I hate yeah. it. So movement is so important for me. I'm always looking for good movement to feel good going through the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're, we're down to the last view here. This, this one, I feel like this is probably divisive too. Resource management. Which I kind of name dropped earlier with the action point did, yeah. conversation, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, resource management is like my thing. That sounds like, like your jam. I should be in logistics because oh boy, do I really care about getting barrels to places. <laughs> barrels to yeah, Brass Birmingham. It's a game about like shipping goods. Okay, and it's one of my favorites. I love that game so much. Nice. Just down trains. to try it. Yeah. What's yeah. that? I'm down to try yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I try every game. It's a game. It's a game. It, I don't think it has movement in it. Oh, interesting. There's another one of that. Movement of goods. Movement of goods. But like the. Oh no, you're moving pieces movement. on the board. You're still moving. You're putting pieces yeah. on the board, mm -hmm. right? And you're moving resources around. Yeah. So that's movement. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Yeah, resource management, I'm putting this one as, like, I look for this. You look, I this love is, this is the S -tier for resources. Okay. It makes me feel so good when I'm, like, just throwing around, like, money or, like, barrels yeah. or, like, what have you. Armies, you can argue that armies that is, are a resource, that is a re manpower yeah. and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, every, every game I play is essentially a resource management game. I just pretend it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I look for resource management. I like resource management card games, board games, because I'm like, oh, it feels good to know what what I have access to, mm -hmm. to section them off, put them there. But then I think about video games. I'm like, I hate managing my inventory. <laughs> it's a drag. Yeah. I don't want to go and sell stuff to the vendor. It's right? sucks. Takes your time. Just throw it in the box. I'm uh, not going to sell right now. I want to keep fighting. Part of resource management is also getting better gear. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it'd be a lie to put it in D tier. Mm -hmm. So I think that puts it in C tier for me. Because inventory management is a huge part of yeah. like action. It is. It's, it's huge. And it's like, while I want to kill things over and over, I... I have to deal with my inventory to do it better and better. So mm -hmm. I think that puts it in C tier for me wow. for video games. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, uh inventory management. Right. <laughs> um, and then it's either A or S tier for card games, board games. Wow. I really like it. Yeah. I really love managing the resources, the money, mm -hmm. whatever it is for the game. Some okay. of the examples that were given were like tokens, money, land, natural resources, human resources, game points, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I dig it. So I'm going to put A tier. I don't think I'm always looking for it, but I think it's A tier for me. I'm always looking for it. Even when I trick myself into playing a role-playing game, <laughs> uh, for the story, I'm secretly like counting all of the healing potions mm -hmm. and the fireball scrolls mm -hmm. and like you know trying to utilize all my resources to the best of my capabilities mm -hmm. and maximizing that i think about 
D&D, &D, and I'm like, ugh, I even have a bag? Ew, no. Yeah, we well, cut out a lot of the... Why do these spells have components? We ran into that last right. time. I'm like, oh crap, I can't use this right now. Yep. Components? Ew. Okay, I'm changing my spells. DM, can I change my spells to ones without components? Sure. Ew. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that puts it in a C tier for me. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I do like it in a lot of ways, but I hate it. I think the hate outweighs a lot of that. Yeah. So C tier. I mean, spell slots as a wizard in Dungeons and Dragons is pretty annoying. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah. All right. Um, how am I supposed to know what spells I need ahead of time? Come on. How am I supposed? To, yeah. How am I supposed to plan ahead? <laughs> it's not like a thing I can do. Oh, come on. <laughs> I want. I want to be a barbarian. Yes. And then I'm always planning in the now. Exactly. I know what I can do. <laughs> All right. Uh, risk and reward. Some games include situation where situations where players can press their luck in optional actions where the danger of a risk must be weighed against the chance of reward. Some, an example of this that stands out to me immediately is uh, Risk of Rain. They have chance shrines mm -hmm. where you can put money into it and you have a chance of getting an item. Oh. But there's a pretty high chance that you don't get that item so mm -hmm. you can throw away your money which is integral to the game because that's how you get that's how you survive as the difficulty keeps scaling up because mm -hmm. it's a roguelike uh, roguelite shooter where the difficulty scales yeah as time goes that's like there's the chance shrine and i see those and i'm like not right now. <laughs> I'm doing good right now, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stay away from me. Or, or I'm like, I'm not doing very good, sure. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a catch-up mechanic sometimes. Can be. Can be, yeah. Risk and reward. What do you think? Yeah, it feels like uh, risk and reward is really important to just play in general. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're not risking something mm. in the game, right? Games don't have real-world consequences. Yeah. If you're risking something in the game, that's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Oh, I have poker chips or whatnot, right? My resources, I'll put them on the line for mm -hmm. this big push or whatnot. Yeah, or think about um, Robinson Crusoe. Mm -hmm. It's an island survival co-op game where you can safely complete the actions in the game by using two action pawns, or you can risk it by using one and you draw a card that can have really bad effect. Reverser, yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's pressing your luck. I know John Company by uh, Whirligig, Cole Whirly again. Mm. Um, <laughs> that one is pretty much just all press your luck mechanics. Like every single thing is like, okay, how far do I want to push this? How yeah. far can I push this system before it starts causing effects mm. to like downstream yeah. or to everybody else, right? Interesting. Okay, so mm -hmm. how do you like that when, when you have to press that luck like that? I just keep pressing. Just keep going. <laughs> I don't really, I don't know, it, it's, it's good to have press your luck um, because who's to say when I'm done? But also, yeah, I don't mind it because like action kind of, well, no, I, I'm getting really confused right now, but yeah, resource, no, not resource measure, risk and reward. That's your oh luck. It's like, Ours. I can do this action, but there's something bad that will, really bad that'll happen. Or could. Or really good that'll happen. Right. It's like, could, could happen, yeah. It feels like gambling again. It is. A it lot is. of this it sounds like a little bit of gambling. I think, for me, I think this sits in a B tier. Yeah? Where I'm happy that it's in the game, and I'm happy that it's an option when it's done right, but I'm not, like, looking looking for it I'm yeah like super excited about it but i don't think it sits in a c tier i don't know between that c and b tier for me i think yeah i think i'm gonna go with the b tier because I, mm -hmm. I i have had a lot of good experiences with risk and reward but it's not something i'm like oh that's so great you know yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you put it at the b tier because um yeah, either I just, I'm like, yeah, 100% risk and reward, yeah. do it all the time, or I'm like, I have found the mathematically perfect percentage yeah. for this situation, <laughs> and I know exactly how many dice I need to roll in this situation to get 70% chance mm. of victory or whatever. So and risk and rewards is like the min-maxer's bane. 
<laughs> yep, because it, you can't predict and the dice, outcome, but dice. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. but it it has a percentage outcome that is like reliable. I see, I see. Yeah, if hedging you, your bets. So you like it if you know that it's in your favor, more likely in your favor to go. It's like seventy percent of the time this is going to be good. Thirty, it's bad. Do you like the? I just like being able to see through. Okay. It so it's like sure. It's cool that it's there, but I want to get around it as much I as possible see. because I don't want to roll dice. Like in Root, if you're I rolling see. dice, mm -hmm. you're probably making a mistake. Yes, if battling. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I see. Yeah, that sounds like B or C tier, too. Mm -hmm. I think we're on the same page mm -hmm. with, with risk and reward. Right. All right, I think, yeah, we have four left here. So let's let's get through these. We're at the bottom of the hour, and these... Up, up next is role-playing. Role-playing games often rely on mechanics that determine the effectiveness of in-game actions by how well the player acts out the role of a fictional character, both acting out roles and employing rules that take part in shaping the gameplay. What do you think about role-playing, Ron? S-tier. S-tier? Nice. This is, this is what I live for. Yeah. Um, life's a little boring. Mm -hmm. Imagination out of this world yeah i i was trying to think what does role playing look like in video games and a lot of that is like the role play servers on wow where you embody your character stuff like that and i never wanted to do that but i i find myself playing the games where i like i know the single character and i'm with them through their journey through the whole game yes and so i think that's a form of role playing right so because of that and Come on, we had Dungeons and Dragons episode last week. Mm -hmm. Like that's tier, right? I really like games that force you to play their way, mm. and that leads to unintentional role play, and that can be really cool. What's an example of that? Um, huh. Oop, Pathologic, I would say, is the one that comes off the dome first, but it's probably not the best, nor is it good. Okay. In my mind. I wouldn't recommend anyone play the game, <laughs> but it, through the mechanics of the game, it forces you into this character's shoes, and you just start like thinking like the character oh, okay. or being aware of this world in a way that you weren't previously, and it feels more alive and yeah. more real. And yeah. even though it looks like absolute trash, absolute garbage, the sequel, Pathologic 2, mm -hmm. I would recommend That's people the play. That's okay. the one everyone should go to because mm -hmm. it doesn't look like trash. Yeah. But it's very much like throws you in, and then all of the mechanics and the writing and the storytelling, like, funnel you into playing the way it wants you to play okay and in that you find moments like when the food prices skyrocket 10 times of what they were the day before and you start like starving to death and stuff like that like you are now role playing you're yeah. feeling that stress and that yeah. burn where like i need food i don't have money for food yeah. what do i do for food i, I can do. go rob people's houses yeah. and you come to these answers on your own interesting through the so mechanics, the mechanics forcing you into a role-playing state of the character you mm -hmm. are i like that a lot yeah. just super funnels cool. you down into that mm. mindset nice yeah. yeah that's super interesting i haven't thought of it that way yeah i'm gonna think about more examples of that uh, alien isolation alien i think is another one okay that does that pretty well um Video games that are like simulationist in spirit, I feel yeah. like, mm -hmm. go after that role playing more. Yeah. Like, uh, what is that trucking simulator? Trucking when a trucking sim? There's a lot of simulators on. That is like you can play in a super realistic mode where you yeah. get like tickets and stuff and like yeah, that's like role play. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm role playing as a truck driver. I'll even put on the radio <laughs> and stuff and be like, yeah, oh, that's fantastic. There's space trucking. And it's like I think about. Space truck. That's. Yeah. A, I think I'm thinking about that now. <laughs> I'm thinking about Dungeons and Dragons. My favorite part of that is role play. Yes. Like the combat. I often you often hear me say like I hate D and D combat. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Give me back dice. to rolling. <laughs> Give me back to this because it's so. Yeah. I think that's S tier. Mm -hmm. Role playing. All right. Tile laying. Many games use tiles, flat, rigid pieces of regular shape that can lay down on a flat surface to form 
tessellation, is that what that? Cool. Mm -hmm. Usually such tiles have patterns or symbols on the surface that combine when tessellated to form game mechanically significant combinations. Yep. Fancy math, geometry terms, I think, mm -hmm. tessellations, right? Okay. Fancy shapes. Yeah. It's pretty much just saying you're laying them down next to each other sure. and it's in that shape of like hexagon. Yeah. Tessellated. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one tile laying, I don't, it's cool. Yeah. It's very tactile and physical mm -hmm. and stuff, but I don't think about it. Yeah. I would say it was a D tier for me until I played Azul. I don't know. That's mm. a tile laying. Is that a, a, a Thule? Azul? Azul, I think. It's Spanish. Yeah. Like um, where you're getting sequences of tiles. I'm like, oh, that felt good because I didn't like Carcassonne. Mm -mm. But that was like, Maybe I actually, maybe it's not just it's straight up hate the mechanic. Maybe yeah. it's just I didn't like that style. Because like yeah. Carcassonne mm -hmm. is very specifically tiling and then area control. Okay. So like maybe you just yeah. don't like that combo. Maybe I don't like that combo. So mm -hmm. I think because of that, it just lands in a C tier for me. Mm -hmm. Tiling. What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't think about this one. C tier, it sounds um, like. Most of the time when I play a game that has this, it's in setup. So it's actively uh, annoying. Yeah. You just want you want to start the game, yeah. So it's kind of like building the map. Yep. As an example of that, I even in that. Mage Knight, it's like cool that I'm discovering new places, but this is annoying that I had to set up this stack mm. in this certain way, yeah. and like, ugh. and then what in Undaunted, the tiles in that is just like you have a pile of tiles and you need these five, so you just are sifting through mountains of tiles, and it's not fun. No. Okay. So I'm putting this at a C. C tier. Nice. Or eh, not nice. Eh. <laughs> okay, um, two to go. We have two, two that we'll just we'll kind of go through pretty quickly here. I think really? this next one. Uh, I'm curious where you land on worker placement. Yeah, worker placement. This one's this one's tough because it's kind of like an action selection mm -hmm. again, like an action point system. Mm -hmm but it's specifically with like dudes. Yeah. Uh, you have a certain number of like assistants you can send into the market to buy coffee or yeah. whatever, right? And this one, I thought, wow, that's really cool at first. And now I've kind of grown sick of it because really? it's, yeah, yeah. I get like it's limiting your actions and like your scope of field and you can only do what the workers do and stuff but like man i really do not like worker placement like if it, that's all it is i'm not, not about it it's got to have something else pushing it along okay like what is it lords of water deep yeah is purely worker placement that is just worker placement the game there's like yeah sure there's an auction but it's worker placement you have to place a worker to get the mm -hmm. stuff from the auction and the auction's not like super high stakes maybe yeah. for the quest cards but really it comes down to like it's feel as it, it's boring mm. it's like i place a worker okay i get the two orange cubes or whatever and then i have to wait for everybody to go around and then i do that and it, uh, it just doesn't feel rewarding That's to me not, okay mm -hmm. pretty low for you yeah, yeah worker placement for me is definitely like d tier so first we got a d tier out of them Whoa. My first <laughs> we, each got, we each got one. That means we just we like we're not doing too bad here. I think for oh. me, if I had to place video games, it's probably D tier. If mm -hmm. it was card games, board games, B tier. It's eh, pretty. It's, I've had fun with it. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Last last one here before we wrap up is game modes, where a game mode is a distinct configuration that varies the gameplay, affects how games behave. You know, multiplayer, uh, free for all, two-headed giant. I think these are great. I think these are S tier. I think games yes. benefit from having multiple yes. modes. Boom, easy. Giving you the the poetry snaps right now yep. because what you're saying is mm -hmm. just music to my ears. More options, more ways to play the games you love. It's better. Yeah. It's more is better mm -hmm. in my mind, especially if it's already good. Exactly. If it's already a great game, like let's try it different ways. So, mm -hmm. all right, that wraps it up, Ron. Yeah. This wow. was a lot of fun. We, we blew we blew through these 15 
uh, mechanical categories. Hopefully, maybe we'll do this again later. Maybe we'll talk, get some lists of actual mechanics in those categories. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That would be so, a blast. As we wrap up, send us any questions or comments to our email. We'd love to talk about mechanics with you. And that email is shareddiscoveryshow at gmail.com. And as we sign off, I want to say thank you to BCTV for allowing us to put on this production. Awesome. And thank you all for joining us out there on episode 16 of Shared Discovery. Make sure you have some fun, play some games, be nice to each other, and Ron, sign us off. Riches must be divided, but real wealth can be shared. Thanks. So long. So long. <laughs>